Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast, finding your voice and speaking with authenticity. This episode is an interview with Joanna Parker, who is the founder of Heart Sparks. Joanna is a life and confidence coach, public speaking coach, international speaker, and writer. Do you want to share your message on a bigger and brighter stage? Do you feel that you don't have the clarity, confidence, or readiness to call yourself a speaker, but you have it on your heart that you want to speak and share your message? If that's you, then this episode is for you. Joanna is a heart-fueled and connection-led life, confidence, and public speaking coach. She is a fear dismantler, coach, trainer, educator, strategist, communication expert, and founder of Heart Sparks, where through an unwavering combination of heart, strategy, and healing, she passionately supports both women and young people to unearth, embrace, and unashamedly share their truest voice and message with deep confidence and conviction. Through her powerful coaching curriculum, workshops, and retreats, Jo passionately supports her clients and audiences through a journey of finding, honoring, and igniting their voice while bravely aligning their heart and their head with a deeper connection. Her work has seen thousands of women building unwavering confidence in themselves and their businesses. Her school-based curriculum has transformed conversations and enhanced connection to personal wellness in the education sector. And her work as a coach trainer has supported hundreds of heart-centered people across the globe to build successful service-based businesses. Our conversation today covers what it takes to become a speaker, the power of authenticity, finding space and time to unearth who you are and who you are as an authentic person, the purpose of a speaker and to allow yourself to hold the mirror up to your audience to reflect on themselves internally, sharing your message as a speaker with heart and genuine realness, the power of speaking to boost your business, breaking down the glorification of the word speaker, building confidence as a speaker, shaping your message to connect with your audience and creating a journey for your audience. It's such a beautiful conversation and I want to share it with you right now. So let's get to it. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Beautiful. I am so excited to welcome you to the podcast today, Joe. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for us to dive into conversation. Me too. And I think just even the couple of things we were talking about before we hit record, I'm just really, I'm really excited to jump into all of these different topics. So just to get started, I'd love for you to share with, with me and my audience who you are, what it is that you do and what lights your heart up. Mm, oh gosh, such a great question to start out with. Uh, so I'm Joanna Parker and I'm the founder of HeartSparks and I'm a life and confidence and public speaking coach and communication expert and strategist and a really strong heart fueled entrepreneur who's really passionate about supporting both women and young people to unearth, to embrace 
and to fully own wholeheartedly their authentic and truest voice and start to share that more in the world from a place of deep self-awareness, understanding and unashamed connection. I run a range of different workshops and retreats and programs here at HeartSparks as well as doing a lot of work in schools with wellbeing curriculum and a lot of one-on-one -on -one work in the coaching space with both women and young people. And in terms to what sparks my heart, that can really change on any day because I identify as somebody who's really multi-passionate and multifaceted in that way. But the thing that I always come back to and have right from when I was a little girl for as long as I remember is being in deep conversation with people and hearing and seeing people bring the strength of their uniqueness and their voice to life in the world. Mm. It doesn't matter what setting it is. It doesn't matter what context it's in, but seeing someone truly stand and own their voice or stand within and own their voice in that way just makes me want to jump up and down for as long as I can in as many different ways and ties me up. Beautiful. I love that. And I absolutely agree with you. I think having those conversations, those deep, genuine conversations where people really get to share what's on their heart, you see it in their skin, you see it in their eyes, you see it in the way that they light up. And I just think that's so many more people need to be having those conversations. And I just love that you have created such a beautiful uh, opportunity for a lot of people to have those conversations and you're sparking those conversations in the community as well. I think that's, that's incredible work. So, wow, amazing. So where do I start? Okay, so let's dive into first unashamed authenticity. So I'd love to know a little bit more about your take on authenticity and what it means to you and then how you encourage your clients to really step into that. I feel like at this time in the world, there is a lot of different noise and expectation in a lot of different directions. And particularly in the Western world, we also put a lot of pressure on ourselves around a need to show up and look and be and act in a certain way. There's also this process that I've seen a lot of us go through that I've also done myself over quite a number of years now, which is where we, we over glorify the notion of being busy. And so when we mix all of that together, it's really easy to fall into this bucket of feeling overwhelmed and stretched and pulled in a lot of different directions by a lot of different voices and a lot of different roles that we have in our lives and to find ourselves really struggling to centre back into who we actually are. And so when I speak about unashamed authenticity, I'm speaking about the thing that sits more deeply than any external stimulus can place on us. So who we actually are when no one's watching, what our heart is actually beating for when we're not needing to show up and share it with our voice, what it is that we actually stand for that's so much stronger than anything that we're communicating that we think is good or that we believe in or that we stand for and what it is that we hold sacred to ourselves, who we are at our core and what we know to be true. And a lot of the clients who I work with in all of the different spaces of my business come to me as really busy people in the world. Nothing is necessarily overly wrong in their lives per se, but they wear a lot of different hats, they have a lot of different roles and they're needing to support a lot of different people. And so they've struggled to find space and time in their life right now to actually be able to step outside of all of that and dive into who they are when they are just showing up as themselves. And so first and foremost, I love to support my clients with space and with time and with non-judgment where we can be together away from everything else that's going on in their life 
right now. I love to support them to really come back and center into who they are from a place of personal leadership and personal values and deep uniqueness and authenticity and to support them to start to unearth and piece together all of the different pieces of themselves that bring together this one unique beautiful being and contribution that they can make that is by default different from everyone else in the world it's really easy to look out into the world and through a deep desire to connect i think to recognize parts of ourselves in other people and that's the beautiful part of the human condition and our need for connection but on the other side of that it can also start to feel like we're just like everyone else and we don't have anything and so being able to hold space and bring expertise and tools to be able to see that other side of themselves and have that mirrored back to them I find is really powerful and a core part of my work mm, mm, absolutely and I think like you said I think judgment is a huge part of that being able to have a judgment free space to really truly allow ourselves to dive in because is it actually is there anything else that you feel that really holds us back from being able to shine a light on our own authenticity so much so much how long have we got um i think it's it's really easy for us to come from a place of being critical rather than curious and so in day-to-day -day life find opportunities for us to be critical around what we're doing or what we're not getting done in the world rather than be curious about what things actually mean and look like for us i also think that it's easy for a lot of us particularly in the western world to get caught up in this notion of to-do lists and tasks and so to come into each day from a very action orientated way and to miss those little things that spark our heart whether it's random conversations different kinds of tasks things that used to light us up when we were a child and so i find that really being curious as to what sparks us in any moment is a big part of coming back to our authenticity. I also think that it can be really easy for a lot of us to brush off compliments when they come our way. We're in a world where lots of people day to day are seeing different parts of us in a lot of different ways and sometimes are trying to reflect parts of ourselves that are really important and valuable back to us in a way that we don't truly hear or understand. And so I think showing up both internally for ourselves and in the world in the direction of others with a deep willingness to listen and hold a beginner's mind to anything that comes our way also opens up the opportunity for us to recognise things about ourselves that we perhaps haven't seen before. And the final thing is time and space. It's really hard to know who we are and what we stand for and what's important to us if we can't find pockets of time and space to truly be with ourselves without anything else mm. around. Now, that might be as quick as 30 seconds while you're doing a wee <laughs> on the toilet or it might be three hours while you're meditating on the side of a cliff face. It just doesn't matter, but what's most important is that the consciousness of because mm. it's so easy just to avoid any of that type of self-work it's so easy just to avoid the space and what that could mean and being able to have that true introspection and just get on with life and i just think that there's such a missing part that like why don't we want to feel more joy like it's so interesting to me that we're so happy just to go along and just to do the things that we keep doing the do and keep focusing on the action steps and keep focusing on our day-to-day -day life when we're just actually avoiding a form of joy. It's almost like we don't believe we deserve to feel joy. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And some of us will be going around in the world through those those action lists day in, day out and loving it and having the most incredible experience that we could possibly have. And, and that is amazing and it's wonderful and beautiful and all of those things. I, I hear so strongly what we're talking about, speaking to those of us that are walking around out there going, well, things are okay, but is this as good as it's really going to get? Like, is this it? for me now and you're so right like in those situations there's such a strong opportunity to go well what else could I invite in here what else could there be space for or if I'm feeling like there's no space how can I create the opportunity for more in what right now feels like an overwhelming handful of all of it yeah and those questions the questioning is so important and if we don't ask those questions we can go on years and years and years of our lives and actually yeah. not experience happiness and joy and fulfillment in any way. Hey. Yeah. So right. So right. And another great reason for why the conversations that you're having on this platform and with your podcast are so important because it's offering those opportunities for us all just to hit pause for a moment and check in in a different way. Absolutely. Yes. So powerful. Awesome. And I think one of the the powerful thing is, and what I love about podcasts and why I do them is because we have a part of our brain where we actually cannot not answer a question for ourselves. So <laughs> question, yeah. It's always an internal reflection, right? There's right. always an internal representation of what that means. So it's like, even if someone says something about their own story, there's always an internal reflection. And that's why I love when we, when I ask people to share their story and what's on their heart is that it allows other people to do the same for themselves. So yes, so you're important. so right. And this is a huge sidestep, but what you've just mentioned there is one of the most important things that I speak to my public speaking coaching clients about, because so often we can be in spaces online or on stages or in our communities where we're sharing our story or sharing our voice from a place of being so scared about what other people might think of it or interpret about it or how they might view us in relation to that. Whereas what I know to be true is it's so often no one's actually listening. Well, they're listening, but they're not actually internalizing anything to do about or to do with the speaker or what they're specifically saying the whole time they're sitting there, as you say, being in that reflective experience for themselves and Mm -hmm. understanding the mirror that's being shown to them for their own lives. And Mm -hmm. so I know that's a huge side jump, but as speakers, there's a real opportunity there for us just to get out of our own way and understand that it's not actually about us. It's about the mirror that we're holding. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I'm listening to um, one of Brene Brown's books at the mm-hmm. moment, uh, Dare to Lead. And she talks yes. a lot about that, that it's just people in the audience. Like yes. they're just people. And if we speak to the people rather than their title or rather than what we think about these people, we're actually more likely to connect on a one on personal level as well. So I think it's something that's, I think it's so important that you shared that. It's awesome. So let's dive into that. Or would you like to talk more about personal leadership or do you feel like that's really connected to? It all, speakers. Yeah, it all feel it all feels one in the same to me. So let's do it. Let's have the speaking conversation. So let's start with where did you how did you get started with your speaking career and what sparked your interest in speaking on stage? Mm. I'm going to be really honest and say that I fell into speaking in the biggest way. So when I was quite young, I think I was 15 at the time, I was selected to go overseas on an exchange program through Rotary International. And I was a youth exchange student from a tiny little country town in northwest Victoria over to a medium-sized city in Denmark. And I had the most incredible year there and fell in love with speaking through language and learning another language and, and engaging and conversing in a way that I never had before over in Denmark. But what I noticed when I first came back to my little country town was that 
not a lot of people from our community had done a lot of overseas travel. And so suddenly I was being invited to community groups and to other schools as a 16 year old to speak to all of these groups of people about my experience overseas. And yeah, at the time I was petrified of it and I thought it was a, to be honest, a waste of time. I just didn't really see why anyone would care and I didn't really see how I had anything of worth to share. But what I quickly noticed was that the more stories that I shared and the more I shared about my experience, the more connection people were finding for themselves and the more engaged and connected people were feeling to other countries, other places, other experiences purely through connecting to my storytelling. One of those days, somebody from my local high school back in the day was in the audience and they recognised that I was starting to communicate really strongly and so they nominated me for the school debating team and I didn't have a good reason to say no, (laughs) despite not really wanting to be involved. And so I started debating and really starting to understand how using our voice can elevate really important issues in the world. And then when I went through to university, I started doing some student rep work in the uni and then when I first started working as a social worker where I was for many many years before starting my own business and moving into coaching very quickly the first organization that I worked with recognized that I had speaking experience and so very quickly I became an advocate for issues surrounding youth homelessness here in Australia and I was finding myself on national television and on national radio often speaking to what a lot of my street outreach clients were experiencing and very quickly I noticed that my voice had the ability to add to a really powerful conversation in a way that created really great outcomes for the young people I was working with and also better understanding of key issues for our communities. And so I then started looking into opportunities to speak and run workshops and do more in the personal development space because that was a real passion of mine at the time. And so naturally when we fast forward through a few other jobs and a few more years, when I moved into my own business, I was at that stage speaking in a lot of different ways in a lot of different spaces. And so it made sense for that to come across with me. And what I find as a business owner is that speaking opens up so many more opportunities. It opens up opportunities for connection between audience members and myself, from audience members to other audience members and also internally within themselves. Um, It allows opportunities for me to be able to reach so many more people so much quicker than doing one-on-one work alone and to offer opportunities that are more accessible and equitable for people as well in that way. And it also creates a platform for other people to share and use their voice. I am just so sick and tired, to be honest, of meeting women everywhere who have such powerful stories to tell, such important messages to share and such deep connection to bring about in whatever part of the world and work that they're in, who are walking around hiding their voices because they feel like what they have to share isn't a value or they don't have some breakdown to breakthrough hero journey story to bring to the table or no one would be interested in their voice. And what I've started to understand is that through the speaking and coaching work that I do, there is an opportunity there for people to come even if they don't believe that they've got something to share a value in that moment, but that they're curious about what might be there to start to hold space and bring a light to that more and to grow from there. So I I feel like I've just gone on a passion tangent and I'm not sure if I answered your question, but that's that's how I got here. And that's why it's so important with the work. 
Yeah, I'm so, I agree. I'm so, so passionate about more women's sharing their message. And I love that you shared that, that, you know, that we don't have to have a ruins to riches story. We don't have to have had an awful, awful thing that's happened in our lives for us to be able to tell a hero story. Like there's so much beauty and gold in some of our unique understandings and our own perspectives that we can share that makes other people feel they're not alone. And it makes other people feel like they can do what you've also done. Like, there's just so much power in it. And I actually had a similar conversation with Julie about this, Julie Parker mm. on one of my other episodes about the fact that there are so many more men so confidently stepping up and sharing their message and speaking on stages. And yet there's less and less women. And even with listening to Brene Brown's book recently, one of her early comments was that she's still usually one of the only women mm. on the circuit in whatever circles that she's in. And it's like, how can when I love that your your passion is to really allow more women to speak and to be able to to step forward and do that. So I'd love to know how do you help them get out of their own way to be able to start sharing their message. Mm. There is there is so much room in the world for more equity on stages, and we need it. There's no excuse for a lack of it in this day and age, both in relation to gender and race and community and experience and all of those things. And there's. There's so much work that I do with other women and women identifying people in the world. And it starts with starting to debunk and unpack some of the patriarchal stories and stereotypes that exist in the speaking space. And what I find one of the very first things we need to do is to completely break down the over-glorification of the word speaker as a title. We, we tend to place all of this deep pressure and status and reverence on the term of being a speaker whereas if we break it down the definition of speaker is noun person who speaks <laughs> you know you could you could walk into a supermarket and say something out loud in one of the aisles and technically you've met the definition so we, we need to scrap this idea that speakers are these notoriety people on huge platforms that are so far removed from ourselves mm -hmm. and understand that if we want to be a speaker or we want to share a message in the world we need to be willing to step into that space and take that title for ourselves rather than waiting for the invitation to own it in that way mm -hmm. also understanding that public speaking is a skill and like any skill it can be learnt and improved upon you can't ride a bike without actually, or learn how to ride a bike without at some point getting on the bike. And so a lot of the work that my clients and I will also do is supporting them to be in action despite not feeling fully confident right now. The best way to build confidence is to actually get out there and have a crack. And if we sit back and wait to feel confident, as I know you believe in too, Christine, we're just never going to get that first step that we're looking at. And then there's, there's a huge part there around supporting people to fully understand the power of their authenticity and their voice and their message and to understand that all speakers are different. I've trained just as many speakers who identify as extreme introverts who do as extreme extroverts, just as many speakers who use a lot of visual aids and flair and pizzazz on stage as speakers who are deeply grounded and sovereign in the way that they hold space without much physical aid work around them. If we can support people to truly own who they are and bring that to the stage, what I know for sure is that they're automatically going to have an incredible stage presence because people in an audience don't 
connect with speakers who are of a particular type. They connect with speakers who are themselves. And when that happens, it means that as a speaker, you get to stop being up in your head and acting on stage and instead actually be present with your audience, as you referenced from Brene before, in a way that's going to connect with them. Mm. And the mm. other part of the work is always around strategy. So how do we identify and build really conscious content? How do we support you to build your speaking profile out in the world and get invitations and be known as a sought after speaker? How do we support you to work through your mindset and truly own that title in a way that allows you to invite opportunities and speaking opportunities in? And how do you engage with an audience in a way that feels really authentic to you? So there's mm. a huge body of work. In oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, I love that the encouragement there early on is to take that action and even just sharing on the element of like, you just need to be real because I think in this day and age as well, people have actually lost the connection with too polished. Mm. Like if you're too polished, too professional people, that creates this disconnect, right? Totally. It creates this They don't actually connect with them as a real human being. And I remember one of my mentors saying to me once that if she ever walks into a room where she's speaking on stage and she feels it's a really like, what's, what was the word she used? Like really stoic audience where they were like, um, you know, CEOs or, you know, that high level leadership where they can't show emotion and, and that type of thing. What she actually does is that as she gets up on stage, she deliberately trips or falls over with an element to then go, well, Hey, I'm real. And it kind of creates a laugh or it creates a kind of a, a connection between the audience of like, Oh, Hey, this person's going to be real. Absolutely. And I just loved that. And it's really stayed with me right from the early days. Cause it's like, we have so much fear around stuffing up or around um, something going wrong throughout the presentation or having it to be perfect mm-hmm. before we are ready that we end up then stopping in procrastination. Yeah. Oh. Do you find that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of us are that clumsy in the world that we don't have to put acts like that on and we just, <laughs> just fall all over the place anyway. That's my experience. You put a whiteboard with me on stage and I'm tripping over that baby all the time. <laughs> so, so some of that comes naturally. But I think what, what you mentioned there is so important in that people come with a blank slate. Like when you're on stage, what comes out of your mouth is only known by you. If you've forgotten to say something, if you've missed something, if you've jumbled something up, your audience knows no different. And as a rule, genuinely, your audience wants you to do really well. They're not people sitting in the room, like looking with magnifying glasses, waiting to tear you apart. They're people who genuinely want to benefit from your presence. And so they're on your team. And if ever it feels like they're not on your team, then that's your absolute sign that you're in the wrong room and you're speaking to the wrong crowds. And so anything that you bring is going to provide them the opportunity to walk away with more than what they came with. And if as a speaker you can be thinking not just about what you say but how it is that you want your audience to feel in your presence and building opportunities and content and activities from that place, it means that your audience automatically is going to have a more rich experience before you open your mouth and anything comes out too. Love that. Love that. Do you have any other tips in regards to creating that beautiful engagement? Yeah, I do. I always encourage my clients to think about what three things they want their audience to know for sure and to pull out three key messages or deep knowings that if they had the ability just to drop into the heads of every audience member they had, they'd be happy. And then to start to build their content from that place. So taking one message at a time, asking themselves, What do you want to say to them in relation to that? 
what do you want to show them in relation to that? What stories do you have, tools they can use, things that they can bring to life that will support that deep knowing to come? And then also what gifts can you give them? One of the things that a lot of speakers focus on is supporting people to feel really motivated and engaged in their presence. And that's a wonderful thing. But what I'm so much more passionate about is supporting people to feel motivated and engaged beyond my presence. So at the time when the speakers left, they've woken up the next day, they're back to their everyday lives. We want people to feel engaged and motivated then. So what can you give them in regards to tools, opportunities, questions that will allow them to continue to journey with that experience beyond the day and then also stepping back and thinking about your presentation as a journey so how do you want people to journey through their time with you do you need to shift content around in a way that means it's going to be more engaging shift stories and activities or questions around in a way that means that you're actually creating a space that people can journey through rather than a space that people will sit down listening and finally I see a lot of people and speakers focus on what they can do to draw an audience in or to bring an audience towards them in a way of engagement and I'd encourage everyone to really scrap that thinking and instead ask yourself how can I go to them yeah. how can I go to my audience how can I be the one who walks towards them both physically and emotionally and energetically and meets them where they're at rather than trying to bring them to where I'm at because that's where real connection comes from and so if we can be approaching groups of people in that way and being in true service from wanting to stand beside them rather than bring them to us we're automatically going to build better connections and better opportunities not just for them but for us as well oh for sure and i think that that's the difference between a speaker who speaks at an audience rather yeah. than a speaker that speaks with an audience absolutely so powerful and I just love that you've shared that it's so good and it was actually one of the reasons why I was so called to have you on the podcast was the fact that I read about um, the way that you organize your keynotes and the way that you organize your um, speaking in regards to that you are so focused on those action steps taking away from that one moment and I think I'm, I'm very much driven by that as well like mm. I want people to walk away with something that they will then can implement in their lives today tomorrow the next day in next you know next year that's going to make a difference and make them feel better about what's going on for them yeah powerful yeah so so important it's that that sparks change and also stops us needing to be the dominant reliance in people's lives like that's gross <laughs> oh I feel the same way about being a coach right like I don't like to have my clients reliant on me I want them to I want them to uncover their power within themselves and they can walk away and have that you know absolute unstoppable confidence within themselves not to rely on or oh, what would Christine say in the situation or you know having to rely back on your coach for that consistent support I think it's something that we need to just light people up and let them go, right? Yeah, it's people People already have that light, I think. And that, again, it comes back to that mirroring for me, mm. like how, how can a space be provided where people can see what we see, how people can, can understand what they have for ourselves. And also I think it's important that, and I know you feel this way too, for us to remember that it's actually a real deep privilege to witness someone in that way and so as as a speaker or a coach or a service provider it's not actually us being in service to our clients we're absolutely on the receiving end of a deep privilege by being witness to someone in their truth in that way and that's something that can never be taken lightly or for granted too mm -hmm.
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear you speak a little bit more about how then you find that you encourage people to, to speak and to speak on uh, and share their message mm -hmm. to be able to lead into that personal leadership. Yeah, definitely. So in that, I think that one of the things that people both love and probably get really frustrated by in relation to having me as a coach is that I'm not scared to push. <laughs> I'm not scared to set challenges and I will come with a whole lot of love and heart, but also a lot of strategy and complete unwavering dedication to someone's higher self. And in that, you're not going to love me <laughs> all of the time. But what, what I adore about that is that as, my clients step into their own power more they can recognize that more and they start to use their voice more they build this beautiful momentum and beyond that this beautiful trust trust in themselves in their voice in their intuition in their messaging just and in their lives and their relationships as well and so what I naturally see start to occur through that process is people also having more trust in their own sovereignty and starting to back themselves, not just in the way that they go about sharing speaking content or showing up in their relationships, but in every aspect of their life. And when we come to trust ourselves in that way and see ourselves with such complete wholehearted fullness across the board, I find that it's almost impossible then not to start asking ourselves those questions from a place of more confidence of what is it that I actually stand for? What am I here to do? in my life, in my family, in my workplace, in my community, in the world around me. And I see clients then naturally moving into a space of personal leadership where they're checking in more consistently around their intention for each day for themselves and for their world. They're coming from a place of more wholehearted action and commitment to being in alignment with their full self and showing up personally in a way that shows leadership from that place because we just, we can't unsee what we can see, right? Like once we can see ourselves fully and continue to, to grow from that place, we can't not question the parts of ourselves that feel out of alignment and we can't not show up in there. And for me, when we talk about leadership, I hear a lot of conversations in the world around how we lead others. So how we be this beacon or this pillar that other people can gravitate to, can follow as such and can walk behind us in, whereas there's so much communications and literature out there I find around those traditional forms of leadership. What I'm circling back to constantly and so much more passionate about is how we can personally be leaders in our own lives for ourselves and by ourselves and show up from that place with the ability to then be in service to everything around us. Mm. Mm, so important. Oh, so I love that journey. And I've seen that journey myself with some of my clients as well. And it's just so beautiful. And I think there's so much self-love and confidence that's built from that place because it's like when you stand up for what you believe in and you back yourself and you consistently back yourself, there's just so much personal truth in that. I just love that. Love that you shared that. So I would love to know if there is someone who's listening at the moment who feels that they're either just getting started, so they might have had a speaking opportunity or they might be just starting to reach out and started to really kind of figure out what, who they are and what they're about. How would you suggest them find their message or find their voice within that? Mm. If so I, think I can hear two things in that. One is around how people can find their voice and their message within that 
space of wanting to share and I heard another side of that which is around how can we then or someone how can they elevate speaking opportunities and get more of those coming in so that they can continue to build a speaking service platform within their business is it okay if I address those separately Great, go for it. So in relation to finding a voice and a message, I really strongly encourage everyone to come back to that question of what three things do I want people to know for sure? What And really nailing down what those three key messages are from the perspective of if everyone in the world could know these three things, I'd be really happy, <laughs> really happy with that because there you're going to start to uncover the messages that you're most passionate about sharing and I'd also encourage everyone to find pockets of time as much as you can within everything else that's going on in your life to sit back and reflect on those three key things and reflect upon what it is that you wish everyone knew within them, what it is that you wish everyone could receive, could understand, could have shown to them. And almost whether it's journaling, mind mapping, just brain dumping, just really clearing your thoughts around that. And when it comes to starting to understand your message, finding that speaking sweet spot. And for me, a speaking sweet spot is the intersection of things that you can speak about things that you love speaking about and things that you know people need to hear. So things that you can speak about, obviously things that you're knowledgeable about with a really big disclaimer here that anyone can become knowledgeable in anything if they have resources available to them. What you love speaking about in that the speakers who are constantly showing up for something that they're passionate about are far more received, admired and respected than those who don't. It's easy to find topics that we can speak about by learning knowledge, but if you're speaking about something that truly lights you up and that you're deeply passionate about, your audiences will feel that. And if you know that there are things there that people need to hear and that intersection of those three things combined, that's your speaker suite spot. Once you've got that, the world is going to need that message. If you're ticking those boxes, it's something that people really need to hear. Love it. Yes. So that's the, that's the fastest way for people to start to drop into messaging, I find, with my clients. And after that, it then comes back to a whole lot of strategy around how you put that together, how you communicate it, what it is that you, you do on stage with all of that at your disposal and how things move from there. But that's the quickest and fastest way to start to tap into that at a deeper level. For people who have received a speaking gig, first of all, congratulations, because that's amazing. <laughs> and once you've, once you've got your first invitation, the fastest things that I'd encourage you to do to start to really use that to your advantage in building a platform is, first of all, to grab social proof. For people who are looking for speakers, it's really important to them that they have an understanding of what you can bring. And so anything in the way of testimonials from event organisers, photographs of you on stage, words from people in the audiences, if you've received feedback directly that you can gather and have available to show other people is going to really support that. There's also an opportunity to build amazing relationships the same way as we would want to in any area of our lives. For me, about 80% of my speaking clients, so people who have me in to speak, invite me back. And I know that's because I make things really easy for them. If you've had an invitation to speak somewhere and you're able to reflect back what you loved about the event, 
do things like send through a professional bio and photographs and anything that an organiser might need before they've asked for it and be really fast on communications with any event organiser in the lead up to that event. It means that you're going to be seen as a speaker who's easy to work with. And for event organisers, particularly in huge conferences, who have a lot of different speakers they're needing to deal with, that is worth its weight in gold because it makes their life and role so much easier. And also to not be scared to speak for free sometimes when you're starting out. Sometimes value comes to us in the form of money. Other times it just comes to us in the form of opportunity. And so if mm -hmm. you're starting out as a speaker, don't be scared to host a small workshop in your own home or put your name or your hand up to speak at a community group locally in your area or be willing to speak in exchange for testimonials and photographs rather than money initially as you're starting out. Once again, once we start doing what it is that we're hoping to, we build confidence from a place of being in action. And so even just using your voice a little bit more in a meeting or at in a speech at someone's wedding or in a conversation that you're having is still an opportunity to use that speaking muscle and start getting used to hearing your own voice in that way too. I think that's so important. And I think like when I started as well, it was about putting my hand up to speak at any opportunity I, I could get. And I think there was so much, so many lessons and such a journey just in that mm. to be able to one, build confidence to actually figure out what your message is. Mm. And the more you share it, the more you can hone it and the more yes. you can go, well, Oh, I loved that, but I didn't necessarily love that mm. part. And so I'm going to change it here and there. And then being able to find the right audience as well, I think is a really important part because we can often have this amazing message, but if it's in the, to the wrong audience yes. then it won't land, and then you feel like you, you might not have gotten great feedback, but that's Absolutely. also feedback. So it's really important that we allow ourselves those lessons because otherwise we, if we're holding ourselves back from going, Oh, I'm only going to speak if I'm paid. You could lose out on so many opportunities that could build your brand awareness, could, could build your ability to speak in someone in front of someone that's going to then pay you. Like there are so many opportunities there for your business element as well that I feel like, you know, I feel like anytime anyone says that and they're going to be paid, they're not going to speak unless they're paid and they're not well known. I always challenge because I'm just like, why not? Why would you not want to share your message to more people that need to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, there's so many lessons, so many lessons in there. The other thing, just when I heard you speaking about that, it reminded me was that I constantly see people out there who want to do more speaking work who don't have a speaker page on their website or who don't have the word speaker in their email signature or who aren't on social media even saying that they're available for speaking work and then are feeling really disheartened because nothing's coming their way and I learned that lesson the hard way <laughs> so please if speaking is something that any of your listeners who are hearing me right now are interested in please do those things to make sure that people know that you're available for that opportunity because it's really really hard for people to invite you to a party that they don't know you want to go to <laughs> yeah I love that and I even love like the identity shift that happens when you put that in your bio mm. like and just having it on your email signature it makes you go like there's, there's something in that as well, but the one you're calling it in from the universe, but two that you're stepping up to go, Oh yeah, I do, I do, yeah, do this. Absolutely. Right? And I think there's so much power in that for sure. And I'd love like even uh, an activity that I get some of my clients to do where I actually get them to write their bio in for, for five years time. Mm. So what they would like it to be in five years time mm. and then what it would take to actually live into that and yes. how they can live into that now. And I just think there's so much beauty in that. And they, 
allow themselves to get there so much quicker than the time frame we originally set out. Yeah, it's such powerful visioning in that, mm. such powerful visioning. And our brain is wired to not allow us to see things. Sorry, I'm going to say this wrong. Our brain is wired in a way that only allows us to see things that's possible for ourselves. And so if you're so right, if a client is able to visualise something and actually get it down in that way, it means that it's possible for them. Mm. And, again, it speaks so much to that curiosity we were talking about before too like when we can be curious we're naturally going to be open to more possibilities and i love that so much amazing amazing love it i'd love to know what's what's on the cards for you for 2020 oh what a great question there's there's a bit and also not much at the same time so one of the things that i'm really passionate about this year is launching an online school for speakers so that's going to be happening really soon i'm really passionate about that i'm also really passionate about seeing more equity on stages in the speaking space. So that's something that I'm doing a lot of work in around the scenes and just really starting to advocate and learn about in a different way too. I'm really excited to be just moving on with my life and coaching clients and my public speaking clients. Coaching is still such an important part of work and I love those one-on-one opportunities. And I'm also looking to do a little bit more in the way of in-person events that are a little smaller and more confined as well, just to create more intimate spaces to get to know people and share space with people Mm. as well. Separate to that, we've recently got a new puppy. So I'm in the full stages of puppy training right now and just doing everything I can to support this little guy to just do his best in the world. And I'm also really excited for more road trips this year. I feel like the last few years have involved me doing a lot of travel internationally on planes and nationally in cars as well. But I'm excited to do some smaller road trips and just be outdoors a little bit more this year too. I've been craving that a lot. Nice, very nice. And what would be something that would be next level for you that you feel would, that you'd be open to happening for you this year? Oh, what a good question. I'm going to need to sit with this for about 10 seconds just to make sure I can answer you really truthfully. I would love to start host, next level for me this year, I would love to start hosting conferences to give platform to a lot of my public speaking coaching clients. I know that these people are ready to take stages in a new way and I'd love to see them doing that. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. I love that. Thanks for making me, thanks for making me say that out loud. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad you did. I got goosebumps. Yeah. That's awesome. How about for you? What's next level for you this year? It's actually very similar. It's so hilarious. Um, so I've got something that I actually haven't even told people about this yet. So um, I have something planned, a next level mastermind happening in the middle of the year for people to be able to build the mindset and confidence around sharing their message and also using the platform that I have with my events to be able to offer them something very unique with that. Right. And then later in the year, um, I'm also putting on a two day conference, um, with a very good friend of mine who is incredible and it'll be a transformational weekend. So that'll be next level. And it'll be more for like next level numbers. So it's more like I'm going to be around a hundred people. Amazing. Big. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. I can't wait to hear more about both of those things. And thanks for letting me throw that question back at you as well. My pleasure. I'm so excited to hear that. And I know everyone else is going to be as well. Awesome. And where can people connect with you? Where do you hang out most? 
Mm, I hang out in a lot of different places. Uh, you can always find me hanging out around coffee shops here in Melbourne. Otherwise, you can head over to www.heartsparks.com.au and connect with me there. Or you can find me on Instagram at heart underscore sparks or on Facebook at heartsparks by Joe. And I'm always really excited to connect with people in any way. So please always feel comfortable just to jump straight into my DMs and say hi. I'm always going to be so excited and welcome that there. Beautiful. I want to thank you so much for sharing your message today and for sharing what you're passionate about and all that your, your beautiful takeaways today. So I really, really appreciate you spending the time with us. Such a privilege. Thank you for having me and for all of your aspiring speakers in your audience too. Good luck. I know that we need to hear so many more voices and there's a lot of stages waiting for them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Time to step up. Yeah. <laughs> amazing thank you so much and have an incredible afternoon thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast i'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode so please share with me on instagram and facebook and if you feel so moved please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level